With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Surviving on Shoestrings with Donna Miller. Together we'll look outside the box to stretch what we have, make do, and get by with humor, style, and a smile. And now welcome your hostess, Donna Miller. Welcome once again to Surviving on Shoestrings. I am absolutely delighted that you've tuned in again this Monday or Whatever day you're tuning in, the show does come live on Monday. So if you want to sign up, tune in. You can also find us on Facebook. Just type in Surviving on Shoestrings and come join the content that goes on there. It's a reminder of each show and some updates on things I find out that are specific to the show, some links to some videos that I do, all kinds of stuff. So we stay a little bit better connected. I'm Donna Miller. In case you don't know the voice you're listening to and this is the first time you've tuned in here, I want to say thank you. I want to encourage you that if you are going through a struggling time, you can survive on shoestring. This is a, a wonderful time to build character, to practice skills, stretch what you have. I want to encourage you. I want to be able to kind of let you see that this can be fun. And I want you to see uh, what a great time you can have doing it and what great skills you come out with on the other side. And you can be an encouragement to other people as well. So if you don't have a clue who you're listening to, which is something I encourage everybody to do every time I do a show, is do some recon. Find out about the real person on the other side of that voice. Whether it's an article you're reading, a video you watch, um, my kids always joke, yeah, it can be anybody on the Internet. And that's true. So do some background checking. Find out if you can get a real person behind what they're spewing out. Because there's a lot of, um, how can I say this nicely? Okay, there's really no way. There's a lot of niche, marketing, grabby, money-hungry people that find, oh, well, people who are struggling, they're a great niche, sell them a bill of goods. So I would encourage you to do for me, same thing I ask you to do for everybody, you can find out who on earth we are by going to a few places, I'm going to tell you. You can go to yourpreparationstation.com, which is the original show I started on the Preparedness Radio Network. Um, there are videos on that website, on yourpreparationstation.com, uh, blogs, things that you can kind of see my heart, see what it is that I've been doing for a while. And you can go to, of course, YouTube. You can look up Your Preparation Station. And you can definitely go look up Miller's Grain House or The Wheat Guy. Yes, that's the same video channel. And see some videos I've been doing for about seven years to try to help you stretch predominantly the kitchen and household goods and trying out some appliances to see whether or not they're worth your money and just kind of encourage you that way. And you'll get a, you'll probably hear the voice and go, oh, yeah, huh, that's her. Okay. And you get to see the face and the weirdness of how we do things in my kitchen and around my house. But uh, also one thing I'd like to encourage you to go to do is get something for free, which is Prepare Magazine. You can go to preparemag.com. This is my husband's vision. A little bit more about my husband in a minute. And he and I both kind of promote this because it's a peaceful preparedness publication. 
and it's written by great contributors who really walk the talk. They really do this. They're not just armchair internet searchers. They really are living this way and trying to help teach other people the same. And it's free. There are other purchase options along with it, but there will always be a free version. And that's part of our whole vision is to keep people encouraged and keep part of it free forever. So go to preparemag.com, find the subscribe button at the top, and it does drop down the three different things you could subscribe to, but the free version is the first option. So go there. And then you get a good idea of who we are. So that's that's pretty much it. I think anytime you listen to someone, anytime you read an article, you need to be able to track down the real live individual that that it wrote it, that said it, that encourages you, that, you know, they're not just out to sell you something. Yes, we have a business. It's a, it's Miller's Grain House is our business. And sure, I'd love for you to buy something from us instead of my competitors. It's what makes our living. But the truth is, you can find out who we really are. You can actually see the people behind what we endorse and why we endorse it and how we live. The Miller's Greenhouse came out of how we actually live versus the other way around. We didn't look and go, hey, here's a great market. Let's get in it and then start just marketing without living that way. So I just kind of have a, it's a pet peeve of mine. And maybe it's not yours. That's fine. I'm just encouraging you for your sake to check behind everybody who who speaks into your life and make sure that they actually have your best interest at heart for why they're saying it instead of just selling you the Brooklyn Bridge. So with that out of the way, I was going to say something about my husband. Um, considering the fact that I married a visionary, and I think if, you ever, if you're a wife and you're married to a visionary, you know this person... Uh, you're either going to be really wealthy or really poor, or at any point during your marriage, you're going to be either or or both, off and on. And that's part of this journey when it comes to surviving on shoestrings. Entrepreneurial, visionary, these type of men um, tend to kind of go for broke. And it's a fantastic, adventurous ride. It's wonderful. If you don't have the guts, ladies, and you're not married, don't marry one of these guys. <laughs> Because they are not Mr. Steady or boring. <laughs> They're very um, adventurous. So, and it is always good because in this kind of lifestyle, you can speak to a few different ranges of people. People who, you know, maybe you, and I'm talking to you, maybe you have plenty of money, but you're listening to this because you're trying to prepare yourself for when things change. And that's great. Maybe you are struggling right now. And I hope that I can speak to that because we've been there. We kind of go back and forth into there upon occasion. So I think that it's important as you go through this journey, if you feel like you're struggling, that you have a joy on this journey and realize you're going to come out on the other side shining not because of anything you've done, but because of what you've come through and the attitude you carry as you come to the other side. That has an awful lot to do with it. We're going to get into our topic. What's our topic for today? Stretching your clothes. And I don't mean, <laughs> as I said, came out of my mouth, stretching your clothes, elastic waistbands. I don't mean that. What I mean is the curbing your clothing cost. Clothing does tend to wear out. Kids, of course, outgrow their clothing. Uh, we have, and you probably do, because I know I do, an overabundance of items that 
or maybe, okay, let me just say maybe you have an overabundance of clothing items. I'll just admit I do. Some of which are so junky, I don't know why I still actually own them, other than somewhere in my head I'm thinking it's garden wear. But the truth is, it's I'm still never using it. So clothing is an area that is kind of like food. We can curb this. Food is my number one. But clothing is another area, along with your electricity and utility bills, that you can really control. Clothing comes in some basic forms uh, of where you can actually find them. Of course, you have your retail shops and your discount stores. You you know buy them brand new. Usually, however, when you buy them brand new and the price is great, the quality is not. So I want to just put that word of warning out there. Be very careful if it looks like a great deal um, that you check things like thread and um, how it's made. Is it going to hold up to your wear and tear? But some other places that you might want to consider looking for clothing options, I'm going to give you. Um, and these are, you know, this is provided you're able to set your pride aside and take the time. Those are two things that it that takes a lack of pride. And, uh, and I don't mean like be pitiful, poverty, poor mouth. I mean, you know, guess what? It's clothes. Who cares? That kind of set aside your pride. And time. Uh, if your times are dollars because you're working full time, that might be something you want to reconsider. But if it's you are the, the sole manager of the home and your time spent saving money is actually paying you, then yes, time is very smartly spent when you use it this way. Some places that you can find um, great clothing deals are, of course, consignment shops. They're going to offer you a better selection because people are coming to specifically bring clothes. You might even find clothing in consignment shops that still have tags on them. Usually... You're looking around $10 for things like jeans that in the department store, 35 to $65. So a consignment shop, because they usually organize things, because they will make sure it's in a, in a good condition when they get it, those are really my number one pick for if you're going to go out shopping for clothing specific types, you need this skirt. Your child needs those shoes, your, those types of things. Consignment shops are my first go-to for actual specific clothes shopping, specific items. Next, thrift stores. By thrift stores, it's the places that are donated things from household goods to clothing to bedding, things like that. Um, the quality is usually still very good, but the wear and tear might be a tad bit lower than a consignment shop. You can still find some items that are tagged brand new in a thrift store. Many of them, such as Goodwill, uh, will get like the overages of certain other shops just donated to them, so they still have certain tags on them. You can ask for specials, look for markdowns because they do often need to clear out things. But this is one of those that is kind of a, a hit and miss. So you have to hit your thrift shop a little bit more regularly than your consignment shop. So if you're shopping to build up your kids' play clothes, thrift stores are probably your one of your best options because you can walk in, grab a pair of shorts for a buck or 50 cents. It's kind of like a consistent garage sale. 
it's more consistent. They still have things change over. But if you frequent one regularly, you may be perusing for certain kitchen items you need. Then just scoot over to the clothing department. Find out if there's a pair of socks that your kids could use. You're going to get them for pennies on the dollar versus walking into Walmart and definitely a department store. Next, and again, this is a time consumer, yes, and this is a rarer Rarer? It's really weird to say. This is a rarer opportunity, but garage sales and yard sales. Now, our area, so mountainous that you can't just go into a neighborhood and find easy garage sales because you just it just doesn't work that way in our area. However, a surrounding town, shoot ya. They have some great garage sales. So on a given day, if we're out, we're going to stop and check on those things. We're out of the kid growing phase, but I've I have found, it was awesome, five pairs of shoes, all different types, actually two boots, two two boots, two sandals, and one flat. I got all of them for $4. Yes, I did. So I got some great shoes for $4 at a garage sale just because we happened to stop. And it wasn't like that was a big expense, but that was three years ago, and I am still wearing all of those shoes. Actually, I did give my daughter a pair of the boots, and she's still wearing them. For less than, what was it, like $0.75 a piece, it it was awesome. So they're kind of hit and miss, but they're not definitely something you can count out when it comes to trying to find clothing on a budget. And then last but not least, but my top favorite, is when you are given clothing. Yay! My brothers are not much older than my son. My youngest brother is probably two years older than my son, maybe three. And we used to get what we called hand-me-overs from their uncles, my brothers. Two of my brothers are very close in age to my son. And although my son was built a little bit more like one than the other, these were great play clothes, great some of which were great school clothes. So we had hand-me-overs, and when my stepmom really didn't want to have to bother with the clothes anymore, she, was, she just said, sell them in a garage sale or donate what you don't use. It was a wonderful thing to have happen. And I don't think um, this is something that's used as well in a family as it could be. There are a lot of people that would hand over their clothing. I don't want to call them hand-me-downs because it's not a demotion. It's a it's a trade-off. And the only time I consider it a hand-me-down is if it was something that an older child passed to the younger child within the same family. So the, the hand-me-down or the hand-me-over from family to family is probably my top favorite thing, especially for children. Because next year, they're not going to be able to wear the clothes you have anyway. Infants, oh my gosh. By all means, start shopping at used clothing. Yeah, you might want one or two brand new items that are good, but by the time that child throws up, spits up, slides into something, smashes something on their clothes, that's no good anymore for either the next person. So you might as well get it used to begin with, unless it's just a couple of different items. I am going to uh, go into a little bit more of the philosophy of philosophize with you a little bit more of the actual way to do this. I gave you where to go and I'm giving you a little bit more on the way to do this stretching and curbing of your clothing budget now and when you're shopping. 
Okay, this we're going to compartmentalize this into when you're shopping, and at the end we're going to compartmentalize into when you have them at home, how to keep them and how to stretch them. And right now we want to thank our sponsors and let you have a word from them. Be right back. Do you have your free digital subscription to Prepare Magazine yet? If not, then hurry over to preparemag.com and start getting each monthly issue sent directly to your inbox. It's easy. All you have to do is go to preparemag.com, enter your name and email address, and you're subscribed. Consider signing up for the premium membership for past issues and exclusive resources. You can even subscribe to the beautiful print version of Prepare Magazine. Visit preparemag.com and choose the option that's most valuable to you. Prepare Magazine, encouraging, empowering, and enriching your journey. Are you looking to have ducks, geese, chickens? Boy, do we have something to share with you. Stop by ranch-coop.com. These folks build some of the most beautiful handcrafted coops for small areas as well as the farm. They are so easy to put together. It took us less than an hour and they're shipped right to your door. Stop by ranch-coop.com. Wonderful people to deal with. Beautiful coops that you can use for backyard and homestead fowl. Ranch-coop.com. Here's how you can save $10 on the mill of your choice. Go to millersgrainhouse.com forward slash store and use the promo code radio at checkout. That's R-A-D-I-O at checkout. Or you can call 828-536-4988 during weekday business hours and get the same savings by phone. Either way, your order is shipped to your door without shipping charges. Remember, you can go to millersgrainhouse.com forward slash store or call 828-536-4988 and use the promo code RADIO. Thank you for staying tuned to Surviving on Shoestrings. I'm Donna Miller. Please be sure to visit us on our website at millersgrainhouse.com slash store at yourpreparationstation.com. Stop by and get your free magazine at preparemag.com. And just look all over Facebook. You can find all of our websites uh, connected to a Facebook so that we can stay really legitimately connected and interact together. So, okay, you need to just kind of Change up your method for shopping. When you go into a shop, a retail store, a brand new store, let's just say we call it a brand new store, you kind of shop looking for what it already has. You're not necessarily thinking about what you need. So one of the best things that you can do is consider first before ever shopping in one of these places, the consignment shop, the thrift store, stopping at a garage sale, or going through a bag of hand-me-overs. Look for what you need, not for what you actually can get. Now, there are some times, admittedly, at a garage sale, it's too good to pass it up. Do you need them? Yes, because it will, like the four pairs of shoes I got, or five pairs of shoes I got for $4, those have helped make my other shoes last even longer because I have one that's a set of mud boots, uh, sandals that, that I wear during the summer only. You can see how those help stretch the other shoes. But look for actually what you need, not based on what is there to jump out at you. You do have to kind of change the way you do it. One suggestion in doing that is to develop a notebook or a little spiral thing that you keep with you, kind of like your grocery list on the fridge, of what do you need. 
or what does the family need, not just you. Kid one, kid two, kid three, etc., etc. Dad, mom, mom needs a black skirt. Kid three needs a pair of, of mud boots. Kid one needs a, an overcoat. Okay? Even if it's in the summer and you're out at a garage sale, you may find the perfect size, maybe slightly larger, coat for your child for less than a dollar. So you're walking around with a little spiral notebook of your needs. It's a great way to be able to have on hand what you need instead of being enticed to buy the brand new thing in the store. You're shopping at places where things are not necessarily new, so you're looking for a need instead of being sold a style or a something else. Okay. One good way to do is understand um, the sizes and you would need to be able to know the size of your child's foot. Uh, and if that's necessary, take a ruler and measure it if you don't know the actual size. If you can't read a size on a used shoe, it would be good to know in a small, like a small, wow, it's not called an extension cord, a small tape measure. Pull it out, measure the length of the shoe. And yes, you're going to need to know the width. Please don't just think you can cram a poor wide foot child into a tiny ski-shaped shoe. You're going to need to know the width, which is going to go across the um, widest part of their top of their foot to the base of their pinky toe. So below your below your big toe to across your pinky toe, measure that as well. Let's go to the longest part of the foot to the back of the heel and go across the width of the foot as well. And if your child happens to have an oddly shaped heel, Measure their heel from side to side as well. Then you can see whether or not that shoe, even though it might be a buck, is a worthy purchase. Because even a buck wasted is, is going to add up if you do that very often. And measure things like what is the waist size of the size you need for pants or skirt. Shoulder width for um, the next jacket that you're purchasing. Just put these down in your needs notebook for shopping. Basically, cheap clothing. All right. Another thing is when you go to these other stores, well, we basically said change the method of your thinking, develop a notebook for your needs, have the measurements for each individual person and a tape measure with you. Something you'll need to do now, fourth, is examine the clothing carefully. In a retail store that you don't have to worry about is you can just usually pull things off and not bother looking with seams, stains, tears, anything like that. But in these other shops, examine them carefully. There might be a flaw. There may be a flaw you could live with. Cheap clothing are usually still worth taking a quick glance over, but most of them really won't have too many things wrong, especially in a consignment shop. Those are the least likely to have anything wrong. And the further on this first list I gave you, consignment shop, thrift store, garage sale, hand-me-overs, the further up that list you go or down that list you go, the the worst condition your clothing probably clothing option probably would be. Obviously, if if you're getting a hand me down or hand me over, they're basically just all thrown in there and you can use what you want. If you're at a garage sale, you're kind of it's a hit and miss, you know, on how someone cared for their clothing. Thrift stores, someone is going through other people's clothing and they're making a decision whether it's worthy of the floor or not. And then consignment shops, because they do make a little bit of a profit on the other side they're usually a bit more picky. So any of them, though, you should just examine the clothes before buying them. 
And then the next thing I would say is don't be discouraged. This is going to take you a little bit of time. It's a little bit of a effort and learning curve, but it's so worth it. And if you get it on a kind of a regular basis of checking your thrift store or you make your Saturday mornings just a short period of your outings of checking some garage sales, it's not going to take up too, mer- too very much time. Part of our problem in at least America is the immediate gratification problem. You probably have enough in your closet and your kids have enough in theirs that you can really make do for a little bit longer. So don't get discouraged and feel like you've got to really find this thing right away. Even formal dresses, a good formal dress can be found in these options if you're pushing it to try to make it for a prom or a dance or a banquet of some form. We've done it, a wedding. We found formal wear in less than a week by using these shopping methods and paid one eight one eightieth. <laughs> it's just like the tiniest fraction compared to what we would get new. So just don't get discouraged. You know, I think it's something you need to remember when you're looking at those things. And it's a if you're trying to find something for like maybe a picky teenager, specifically head to the consignment shops that lean towards those Plato's Closet some of the other you would call them higher end or trendy um, consignment shops yeah we're out of the teenagers I can't remember that way you narrow down looking for a specific style and then a lot of the time you might have to consider when you're looking at something now whether it's it's used or brand new how is it going to look after you've had it washed and worn for a while now the brand new thing is going to look a lot like the the used thing you're holding in your hand so why would you pay three times as much if you are going to wash it about a dozen times and it's going to look just like the used one you're holding in your hand think about that so I've left you with some things at this section about when you're buying the clothes, what to think about once you have them in your house. How do you make these things last as long as possible? So last but not least, let's come home. Come back to my house <laughs> and see how we can take care of our clothes and make that part stretch too. So I've touched on some of this before. Um, I did a laundry show here on Surviving on Shoestrings because at our house right now, we don't have a laundry facility. We don't have a washer and dryer. We live way up in the mountains. We have to cart things down to the laundromat, which is, oh, such a joy. And if you do that, um, you know what I'm talking about, especially if you have a lot of people or if you have a lot of clothing or, you know, or in the winter. Wow, that's my fave. (laughs) You have a lot more layers. But there are some things that you can do when you're washing your clothes that will actually help you stretch your clothing budget. Of course, wash on um, the coolest temperature that they can be washed on. Now, if you have diaper, cloth diapers, that's going to need to be hot, going to need to bleach, going to need to really um, sanitize those things really good. You just want to. But if it's a bright colored clothing, uh, if it's something that is not terribly heavily soiled, definitely go with your cold. It's going to cut your cost on your, your bill. Yes, your electricity bill. I alluded to that on other shows. But it's going to save your clothing. When the water gets hot, the clothing fabrics relax more. They stretch, they pull, they wear. So wash on the coldest thing you possibly can. Secondly, always pre-treat as much as possible. Teach your kids, put a little something next to their, and I always like a homemade remedy of pre-treater. 
next to their hamper. And this is, I'm assuming you've told your children where to throw the clothes. But, you know, if you want to get to that point, it's awesome. Tell them to squirt their gooey stuff that's on their shirt, the jelly that fell from from lunch or the bug they smashed on their shoulder. You know, squirt it with the little squirty bottle, then throw it in your hamper. Same thing for you, mom, dad, you know, squirt those things before you put them even in the hamper in the first place. Then that saves you the pre-treating before washing. It's done while it's in the dirty, dirty clothes basket. Third, dry a line whenever possible. Yes, use that solar dryer, you know, the sunshine. What happens when you dry on a line? You line dry items, of course, you're saving your electricity, yes, but you're saving the fabrics in your in your clothing. There's the complaint that they're stiff. Well, you know why they're stiff is because the fabric's knitted together tighter. Instead of being pulled apart and pulling out, which is what shows up in your lint container of your dryer. All that lint is not just what's sitting on top of your clothes. It is your clothes. So every time you dry your clothing, you're cutting into the life of their, their use. So when you have the ability to dry on a line, do so, because it will make your clothes last that much longer. Last but not least, and I know this is a short end of the show, Last but not least, when it comes to stretching your clothing as long as possible, learn some basic seamstress skills. I, for one, will admit I don't know how to sew a pattern. It it eludes me. I can't knit. I can't crochet. I can't sew. That has escaped me. Thank the Lord I have a daughter that can do all those things. But I do know some basic seamstress skills. Darning a sock, you know, like on a light bulb. Sewing on a button patching certain seams together, and then patching holes all together. These things will extend the life of your clothing. You can then, of course, if you are a seamstress, delve into changing the clothing altogether, a pair of jeans into a skirt, um, making pot holders out of leftover jeans. Look how far I'm stretching this clothes, this, this subject, into other things. But the truth is, if you even just get the basics like me, you can go a lot further with the clothes you have on hand. And that's really what I'm getting to with surviving on shoestrings is curbing your clothing costs. If you can replace the buttons, if you can patch the hole, if you can make it uh, go for a couple months while you're checking out the consignment shop or the garage sales or the thrift stores, then by all means, learn that skill and, and do so. So that's the quick tie-up on when it's in the home, how to stretch it. Oh. Last but not least, a good rule of thumb, if you're looking at and you have multiple children and you've got something that child number one, your eldest child is wearing that you know you'd like to make last until child number two or three, whichever gender is specifically going to get those clothes. Once the first child outgrows the clothing, mark it which kid it's going to. It's going to my third child now, skipping number two because that's a boy and this is a girl. Skipping number two, we're going to mark number three with a marquee tab uh, uh, of some form or a sharpie on the tag on the neckline and fold it up and put it aside in a box for child number three when they reach that age. And then you can simply set aside boxes for children per age that are ready to be handed over. So you spent the money, maybe you got it at a garage sale, maybe it was a hand-me-over. You spent the money for the child that was big enough to wear it at that time, but then you didn't discard it 
and then have to rebuy for the next child that could. So you've saved it, you've kept it in good condition, you've washed it like we've talked about, you've made it last as long as possible. First off, you got it for cheap, and you're getting extra life out of that clothing. So set it into a box, like the file boxes are really good, or if you have a lot of clothes, garbage bags, there's no shame in that. Garbage bags are awesome. They're moldable in an attic, they're swell. market for what the child's supposed to get like you know in our home daughter number two when she turns six these are hers perfect so you can just basically go shopping in your own attic and now if that's not a preparedness thing i don't know what is once you have no more children that can wear these clothes or mom you've outworn them because you're not going to the career anymore or whatever please i would encourage you to recycle them and donate them to a thrift store that will use them for a worthy cause you can get a great discount. Or have your own garage sale and liquidate them and have some more spendable cash. For now, this is Donna Miller. I'm signing off here today on Surviving on Shoestrings. I hope you'll tune again next Monday. And for now, God bless. Keep preparing. Keep stretching your dollars. And you're going to have fun. You've been listening to Surviving on Shoestrings with hostess Donna Miller. Tune in each week for a new show that will help you enjoy frugal survival with humor, style, and a smile. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.